Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. So a great pleasure to welcome today's program, J.P. Wiggins, who's co-founder and vice president of logistics at 3GTMS. And today we're going to talk about using pool distribution for additional LTL capacity. Now, we're more than halfway through 2021, and it's been a very, very challenging year so far for transportation executives, uh, you know, to put it mildly. Um, you know, simply put, there's a great imbalance between freight demand and, and freight capacity. And this is forcing shippers to, you know, consider new or different um, ways of moving product from point A to point B. And one approach that's getting renewed attention is pool distribution. So what is pool distribution? Um, why is it worth considering in today's uh, transportation environment and market? And how can a transportation management system help enable pool distribution? Those are the main questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And it's great to welcome JP back on the program to share his insights and advice on this topic. So JP, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me back. So, you know, JP, it seems like every time we're on, uh, you're on the program, you know, the world has changed again in terms of, you know, the, the transportation environment and what's happening out there. And, and it certainly continues to be a very, you know, volatile and, and dynamic. Yeah, what new chaos happened this week? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, today we're going to talk about pool distribution, which obviously it's not a necessarily a new topic. But, you know, as, as we get into it, you know, I think, you know, it's worth, uh, you know, I think, as I mentioned just now, you know, a lot of companies are rediscovering it, if you will, or re-looking at it as a strategy. Um, so maybe as a way to get started, just a level set in case people may not be familiar what pool distribution is, um, you know, wh why don't we start there? You know, what is pool distribution? You know, if you think about it, what is there in North America? About 100 LTL carriers. I mean, really, there's 200 plus. And then if you start adding it in the final mile companies, it gets much larger than that. But in reality, there's about Mm, what a dozen let's call them national carriers you know carriers that you handle like uh, you know old dominion forward air sds you know fedex freight you know you hand them their freight they pick up a pallet or two from you they'll deliver it anywhere in north america for you um besides those national carriers there's about 75 ish you know a little more of what i call regional carriers or not me but that's what the industry calls regional carriers so you know, like Pitt, Ohio, I'm from Ohio here, Pitt, Ohio services, the Northeastern tech category. You've got, uh, what, in the West, you've got Mountain Valley, Oak Harbor, ProTrans, you know, Best Overnight that services the West. You know, in the Southeast, you've got AAA Cooper. And these carriers service their own geographic region. So if you think about it, you've got about 75 core regional carriers plus the dozen or so national ones. Um, and if, yes, Pitt, Ohio here, they'll take my shipment here in Ohio or Pennsylvania and, uh, you know, they'll move it to California for me, but they'll do that by interline. So they take your freight, they'll actually hand it off to another carrier, maybe Central Transport, and then Central Transport will do the delivery in the West for you. So that's how regional carriers, you know, they get by is with interline, real classic bread and butter stuff if you're into LTL. All right. Um, what pool distribution does is, let's say I'm shipping here out of, Pittsburgh, and I've got freight going to California. Well, what pool distribution says is instead of me handing it to my regional carrier who's going to interline it or handing it to my national carrier who will handle the shipment for me, let me handle the long haul part of the transport myself. Um, so the greatest way would be truckload. So let me put that freight in a truck and drive it in a truckload and then drop it off at um, Central Transport's terminal in California. They'll take it and then do the local delivery to my customers in California in the West. 
So in theory, that's really all pool distribution is. It's been around since the 80s. We've done this for decades. Uh, you know, it's a lot easier now because with the math and science and the algorithms that software has been able to produce, you can set up all these pool points and pretty much any regional carrier will allow you to drop freight at their terminal and enter their system. Um, you can set up all these pool points out there and then you can let the software dynamically determine how do I actually move freight around. But we can get into that a little bit more later. But in a short, what pool distribution is doing is it's opening up these regional LTL carriers capacity to you. And that's really what the driving factor we're hearing from a lot of our customers at 3GTMS is our customers, you know, we, you know, they're running into capacity crunches all across the board. And, you know, and this is just another way to help solve that capacity crunch issue. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. I mean, I think the, you know, um, that's what a lot of shippers are looking for today. And, and LSPs and managing shipments on behalf of, of clients is, you know, how did, you know, these are not, may, may not necessarily be new strategies or new things, but um, certainly the technology has evolved in such a way that they become much more um, uh, executable. You'll be able to plan for them more, more effectively than perhaps you have in the past. Um, and, and they just be, you know, they just open up, you know, new opportunities. So, so before we get to kind of the technology piece, I mean, why, you know, I, I think for anyone who's in the front lines of this, it's probably not a surprise, but why is yeah. pool distribution worth considering in today's environment? And what, yeah. you know, what are some of the key trends and factors that are, you know, elevating its role and importance today. Yeah. I mean, look at it, the capacity changes that have happened just even in our last conversation. I mean, the big news past couple of weeks, you know, FedEx freight said, Hey, we're going to remove 1400 or so customers. And they didn't want to do that. They did that because they're at capacity. I mean, think of how many billions of dollars they have in their network of, you know, drivers and terminals and their whole hub and spoke system they have when they're at capacity, adding more capacity is very difficult and very expensive for them to do. So, okay, so you got LTL national coverage at capacity, but then also look at the other modes around you. I mean, parcel is at capacity. We, a lot of, we see a lot of mode shift happens. Usually parcel gets expensive. Well, consolidate it more and ship at LTL. LTL gets expensive, consolidate more, ship truckload or truckloads expensive, consolidate it down. Um, you know, Carol Tomei, uh, CEO of uh, UPS, you know, she said this to her board meetings a couple of times. They're focusing on good revenue. They're not focusing on adding capacity. So they're not adding capacity. LTL carriers are in the same pitch. They're not really really able to add capacity. So they're at capacity. There's a crunch going on. And then we can talk all day about the capacity issues on truckload. Um, and that's just from the driver perspective and the truckload carriers. But let's also add in the port and rail congestions that we're reading about going on. I mean, there's a lot of port congestions, of course, that we know about. We got rail congestion also at the railheads for your intermodal. Um, and then let's just don't forget about the overall labor shortages. So at 3G, we got a name for all these calamities that seem to come at us all the time. We call it Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it is. I mean, it's, and I think that's what, like you and I were talking offline before, the, before we started going here is, that seems to be the new normal is, you know, yeah, everyone says, hey, this is COVID, but this is the new normal I think we're going to have for the next decade or so where things are just evolving very, very rapidly. Not just COVID, COVID fueled a technology injection into a lot of shippers systems, all right? A lot of shippers realized they didn't have good 
uh, you know, good integration with their transportation functions. So that's changing around. So now they're looking at their 3PLs and saying, hey, Mr. 3PL, you got to have top NAPA IT, or maybe they're going to bring it in their house, or they're going to find new 3PLs. I mean, that's, that seems to be the classic now. But, you know, there's been this huge technology infusion that's happened. Uh, plus, also, I think we have a dynamic workforce. This is changing. Who knows how that's going to fall out? People are going to work more remote, more people remote. Is there going to be more gig working that, you know, the gig working economy, the whole Uber model? Uh, that's just, it's just, it's all up in the air and it's constantly going to change. So, and, and like I said, there's been a huge influx of technology. So we're able to deal with this stuff now, but to do it, you're going to have to have the technology. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Even in the, you know, even if you look at what's happening, you know, in the market with some of the leading players out there, I mean, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're now seeing truckload companies that are getting into LTL, right? So you, I think it was yeah. Knight, uh, Knight Swift that uh, you know, is acquiring AAA Cooper, right? And then so, Uber, Uber Freight saying now they've partnered with Blue Grace and they're going to offer LTL through their network too. So, exactly. So those, yeah. those are dynamics that are happening. I think it's all related to what we're talking about here, right? In terms of it's, it's all about, yeah. you, you know, a shifting market um, and, um, you know, and it's about, you know, leveraging capacity in the smartest way, you know, possible out there and really taking this more integrated and, 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 and holistic view. And you're right. I mean, capacity constraints are across every single mode, right? So yeah. it's really, you know, taking that into, into consideration. And right. ultimately, as you just said, you know, <laughs> I mean, I still find it shocking that companies are, are managing some of their transportation operations with spreadsheets and, and don't have a oh. TMS. But those days are, you know, I, I thought those days were gone 10 years ago, but some companies still managed to do it. But yeah, it is I, becoming. I think the COVID hole will hit them up. I think, so, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's becoming more and more, uh, you know, impossible. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, something we see is the labor shortages. Okay. You talk about labor shortages, you think truckload drivers, but actually the biggest trouble, even more than truckload drivers. Actually, I think I did my, my college thesis on driver shortages back in the eighties. So it's been around for a while, but I mean, the labor shortage issues we're running into are at the warehouse detention and demurrage at warehouses at like all time highs. People can't get their freight loaded and unloaded. And that's killing the capacity issue on all sides of the equations, not just LTL, but truckload and parcel. If you can't get in, can't get unloaded, you can't get picked up. Um, I was reading from J.B. Hunt just this morning from Freightwaves, you know, J.B. Hunt management saying, we're going to strictly charge for accessorials now. And that specifically means demurrage. So you're holding up their drivers. They're going to nail you for those charges. So that's another thing that you really need to start thinking around, which is, well, if you're shipping it to a customer and they're taking an extra three hours to unload your freight and you're getting hit those couple hundred bucks of detention charges, put that factor into your equation. Well, maybe I, you know, maybe I got to ship that guy LTL because I can't get my trucks unloaded. Maybe I got to drop it at a local regional terminal that will get the freight there without the demurrage. I mean, you got to start thinking outside the box. You have to start thinking dynamically. And that's, that's what software does for it. It lets you do those calculations to know, hey, I know I'm shipping to this guy in uh, Los Angeles. He's going to take an extra four hours to unload the freight. I'm going to take an extra $150 demurrage. Hey, you know what? Maybe I should drop it at Central Transport and let him make the final for me. You know, yeah. pay it extra. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's just dynamic is really what it comes down to. So. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the technology side now and, 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 and transportation management systems, you know, specifically, I mean, how, you know, as we're talking about pool distribution and, you know, going back to your comments in terms of defining it and, and kind of what, what that strategy is about. I mean, how, how does the TMS help it and, uh, you know, companies plan and execute a pool distribution, you know, strategy and what capabilities are, are required to do so? I think the biggest is it has to be simple. Um, you have to have it simple and have to have it totally automated through the financials. 
All right. And so what I mean by that is, is you don't want to just set up something ad hoc and make a move and then not figure out how to pay the carrier or charge your customer for 3PL. So you have to think through the whole process. But, you know, remember, these are these are route planners. These are clerks that are working this freight and they're not, you know, they don't have time to calculate this math out. So first off, you have to be completely dynamic and you have to let the software make the hard function. So modern TMS is what it is, is you go in and tell it what the pool points could potentially be. Don't tell it that you want to use it or force it to use it to say, here's where logically I have agreements with these carriers to drop freight off at these terminals, set up those terminals, and then let the system do the rest for you. When it makes sense to use a pool point, it'll automatically use the pool point. When it makes sense based on cost and time. Um, and, and then you can have other factors that we talked about. Demurrage is part of that cost. Reliability is another part of the cost. You can put some fudge factors in there um, you know, for, for, for costs so that you force it to other modes. Uh, capacity is the big thing. So if you only got like four carriers, if you only got 15 trucks for four carriers for next week, you know, put that into the equation. So it's, it's I think, you know, I got to use a term I hate using, it's overused, holistic, but you have to look holistically, but you got to make it simple. You just want it to like, hey, I'm a 3PL and my customers are sending me a whole tons of orders that are shipping next week. I just want the system to tell me what it thinks is best. And then let me as a route planner put my own artwork on it, my own, there's still a little bit of art. It's not, routing is not just pure science now, there's art. But, you know, let the computer handle the pool points. And, and so that's what I mean. It has to be automated, has to be simple. Um, let the system make the hard grunt choices here. And, and it just has to work. And then it has to flow. It has to flow through the financial. So, all right, well, I went ahead and used a pool point and hey, maybe I used LTL to get into the pool point. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but you know, you, you have to then prorate, well, how much do I charge this customer who was only there for 200 miles? And then I dropped it at a terminal and then I got a cross stock fee and then I got my local LTL fee. Uh, you, you know, what, is, what am I going to pay those carriers? I'll have two separate carriers I got to pay. And then I have an invoice to my customer, you know, so you got some pretty intense math, but you know what? That's what we do in a TMSs. We calculate all this stuff out for you. So we calculate your accounts receivable, send over that so you can invoice your customers. We calculate the accounts payable. So, you know, send it over to your accounting so that you audit the freight bill and pay the fee. So, so, so it sounds like there's two main categories. One is, you know, the, the planning optimization piece of it, right? Setting up those pool points and, you know, and having the system, you know, quickly and intelligently go through all the different permutations and propose yeah. what the, the best approach is, which mode or which whether or not to use a pool point and, and so forth. But then there's also, I think, and this is this is something that uh, I probably overlooked a little bit. There's also the whole financial aspect of it because that that complicates the financial aspect of it in terms of allocating costs, in terms of the invoicing, in terms of the payment. So that that's a whole other dimension too that it gets a little bit more complicated, right. you know, when you're using a pool points and using multiple carriers. And if you were just to, you know, use a single LTL or a single truckload carrier. And, and, you know, and in the modern world, you can't have those go into a black hole. You have to be tracking that freight. You know, you have to have the visibility, even if it's just status messages from the carriers, which usually meets, you know, carriers are getting really good at providing status messages now. So, but you got to have that visibility track. You got to have it know where is it at? When's it being delivered? Has there been any changes? And then alert people when there will be changes. So it's not just the financials. It's also the tracking. Right. Uh, that's, that's what, if you're 3PL or 4PL, you have to provide that to your customers. You know, it has to be just baked in. It's table stakes now. It's what in my world, I say. Yeah. So, so ultimately, what, I mean, what, what are the benefits of, of using, you know, pool distribution? So, you know, first off is usually cost savings. You know, if you've got the volume to a region 
and you can move truckload quantity into a region. It doesn't have to be a full truckload quantity, but usually more than half, uh, more than volume LTL. Um, then you can also generally build multi-stop loads. So if you don't have a full truckload to a region, maybe you can build a multi-stop load doing a couple drop-offs along the way and then maybe hitting a pull point as one of the drops. Um, and truckload carriers like dropping at terminals. They usually get in and out. LTL terminals are usually the best right now for taking freight, getting freight in and out, unlike everywhere else in the world where you're waiting. Um, but, um, you know, so you're going to have a, a cost component, which you need to figure out. So since you're doing the inner line yourself, like I said, like if you're doing a truckload, like we talked about in my example, moving from Pennsylvania to California, I'm actually moving that in a straight run. So it, it's actually faster. Um, it's faster because I'm taking care of that straight run, um, which as opposed to going through the carrier's network where he's going to consolidate, deconsolidate your freight, interline it, consolidate, deconsolidate, deliver. You're actually taking it a lot closer to the end customer using a direct route. Um, you can use intermodal in there too. If you really want to mess things up, you know, put that instead of driving that truck across the country, put it intermodal and drop it and take a drag carrier to take it over to the terminal. I mean, that's, these are all options that are on the table. So it gives you a lot of options, but time is one. Um, and usually it's the cost it's cheaper. So time and cost are the big ones. And there's another minor one, which is less handling. Uh, LTL freight gets destroyed a lot more than truckload freight just because it's handled a lot more. Um, and so you get less, less damage there. Uh, and then, uh, but the third one, and this is the primary reason that's driving things through is it's opening up additional carriers capacity to your own personal network. So if you didn't have access to Dayton freight or, you know, Pitt, Ohio or RJR transport or ProTrans or somebody in different regions, it now makes those regions available to you. So you can negotiate rates with those carriers and, uh, you know, it makes, make movements that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Certainly that, that capacity piece and opening up more capacity is, mm-hmm. is a main driving force today. So, you know, as a way to wrap up then, uh, you know, JP, I mean, what, what questions should companies ask themselves to determine if, if pool distribution is right for them? First off, is there enough of volume? I mean, this isn't for your, you know, $2 million a year shipper. All right. If you're spending $2 million in LTL freight, this isn't for you. This is probably going to start kicking in probably closer to when you're at that 10 million plus kind of category. Do you have regional freight? Are you shipping freight across those regions? You know, there's five big regions, east, west, midwest, southeast, southwest. You know, are you shipping across those different regions? Do you have enough volume to maybe once a week put a truck together to ship a pool? Uh, I mean, TMS systems are ungodly cheap now compared to what they were a decade ago. I mean, you're paying, you know, if you're a 3PL, you're paying two, three bucks a truckload for your TMS. Now you're not paying, I mean, these things are dirt cheap for a tier one TMS, less than the cost usually of one or two people working for your company. So you can pay for TMSs and they're all SaaS now. Everything's SaaS based. It's all cloud based, you know, and generally everyone's, all of us are charging by pure transactions and those transaction costs aren't that expensive. So, you know, it's just, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month, you know, you're not paying a lot of money for a TMS. So it doesn't take a lot of freight to justify putting in a, a system like this. So, like I said, if you got the volume, the volume would be, are you shipping a truckload or two a week to a different region? That would be the first question I would ask. Uh, then if you think you are, contact your TMS vendors. I mean, they'll run these studies for you for free. Make Or make them run it. They'll, they'll try to charge you, but make them pay. You know, make them do it for free as a sales thing. But they'll run this data through you for you. Give you, some, give you a couple of weeks of shipment data, maybe a month of shipment data, and have them give you some suggestions back. Uh, if you can't get a TMS company to do it, there's, there's a couple dozen consultants out there that'll do it for you. 
and it'll help you take a look at this, this freight. Um, and then the other is, is talk to your 3PL. Your 3PL, if you're a shipper and you don't, you know, talk to your major 3PL and say, hey, what do you guys think about this? If they're not familiar with it, maybe talk to a different 3PL. Uh, this should be something that is a core capability of a modern 3PL is the ability to dynamically optimize freight across multiple modes, to do mode shifts, to dynamically look at pool distribution. Those are things that your 3PL has to do for you. If not, then you need to find a new 3PL. A lot of, a lot of great points there. And um, yeah, I, ab absolutely. I mean, I think that, I think this is an area where uh, more and more companies need to be asking those questions, you know, particularly as they're, uh, like I said at the beginning, moving product from point A to point B is becoming much more, you know, complex. It's, yep. it's, it changes, you know, because the environment is changing all the time. Um, so they, they have to keep asking these questions and reevaluating, you know, their options um, and not kind of be fixed in one way of, of doing things because, uh, you know, that one way may be good for <laughs> a finite period of time or maybe yep. only good for a portion of your freight, but not, uh, you know, another segment of it. So, um, you know, JP, as always, uh, you know, some great insights and, and advice on a topic that I think is going to, you know, continue to get more attention, you know, in the weeks to come. So again, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Great. Yeah, appreciate it. I want to thank those of you that joined us. If you have uh, any questions, uh, you know, for JP, um, you can go ahead. And if you're watching this episode on demand at the uh, 3GTMS website or on Talking Logistics, you can post it there and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.